Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, August 16th, 2022. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Dark Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as funny if not, if Ian doesn't trip up after I do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is true. We are sans Ian this week. Uh, he is on vacation. Well, de- Well-deserved vacation? Well-deserved, yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense, and give opinions from a secular point of view. If you would like to join in on our conversation, you can sign up on our Patreon page, which will allow you to chat with us directly as we record on Discord Tuesday nights right around 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If you can't do that, you can still post to our Facebook page or tweet at ProfaneArg. This week, let's see, we've got Trump stuff, uh, some violence... (laughs) I'm curious where the Afghanistan and religious nonsense. Yeah, the violence and the Afghanistan stuff. I don't think I know what that is, but the uh, oh really? Oh oh, Jesus! All I've heard about all week is just Trump. Mm, Yeah, sure, sure. Well, let's start with that. Okay. Well, kind of. I got one follow up first. I forgot. I wanted to do this real quick. Uh, We talked about the Southern Baptist Convention and the whole host of abuse that was going on, and uh, not as organized in covering it up uh there was a report about uh about that that was leaked or that you know that came out on the internet well the feds are now investigating the southern baptist convention really good yeah so that's really all i have on that then there's not a whole lot more but but federal agents have opened up a case regarding the systematic abuses taking place there so they're garland on a roll yeah (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't have enough to do (laughs) So I did want to uh, then get into Trump. First off, his his responses that have come up after the uh, the raid in Mar-a-Lago. I mean, there's there's a whole lot of stuff coming out of what what's happened in Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not sure. I'm a hundred percent on where we are on all of it. Well, there's so many different things. Yeah. There was yeah. no documents. There was planted documents. There was, I did nothing wrong, and Obama did the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, you know, take your pick of the FBI or thugs and New World Order bullshit. Well, then there's the, he, he, he had declassified everything, so it was okay, which is irrelevant. Right. There's, I forget what's well, date. Well, one, an, irrelevant, and two, no, he didn't. Right. Because yeah, there's an actual, pro- <laughs> you can't just say that. I mean, there, there's a process to declassify. Yeah, supposedly there's an argument that um, he that's just the 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 norm, and of course he doesn't follow the norm. There's no actual law that says you have to pay a fill out the paperwork, but it, it, it's irrelevant anyway. That he's not being charged with having you know classified documents. He's charged with having documents that happen to be classified. Uh, my favorite was uh, it's a working vacation, so he brought his work with him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that the the passport thing is interesting. Well. It was a mistake, and they returned them, and he got them. Well, not really a mistake, though. I mean, the, the, the they do what is written in the paperwork. The paperwork says take everything in the safe that's in his desk. So they took everything that's in the safe in his desk. I don't, I don't know if this is exactly what happened, but this is my guess. You keep your safe you, – I mean, you keep your passport in someplace safe, like in a safe. So if the um, warrant said grab everything in the safe, that's what they did. And then they go through it later and they return the things that they're not specifically looking for. So he didn't even know they were missing, I don't think, until they returned them. And he went, what? My passports? <laughs> so Right. But I don't understand why the passports is a big deal because the, from, what I, from what the way I read it was, yes, sometimes things get sucked up that aren't right. supposed to get sucked up. It gets sorted back at the office. And returned. And then they, right. And in which case, they were returned and he got them. Right. My question is. Why is he is, still bitching about it? Well, it's just a, it's a way of, of making people all pissed off. My question, though, is what did he have with those passports? They scooped up a bunch of stuff with his passports. What was important enough and meaningful enough to him to be with his passports and not just in a random box in the basement? That's the interesting question. The P tape. <laughs> who knows <laughs> i mean it's the things that you know made him giggle and you know gave him a sense of power so uh, all all the macron files about how he has sex with his wife <laughs> yeah something like that who knows it's the super juicy stuff in any case 
I mean, the reason the passports could have been is there are several ways that the government can seize your passport, but it, it, it all boils down to they don't want you leaving the country. Right. I don't think that that was the what was going on in this case. Right. Yeah, because they gave – like I said, they gave him back on, I think, days ago. In any case, they gave him back the day before he said, hey, they took my passports. So <laughs> he didn't even know they were gone. Yeah, I think they called him, probably said they had him. Right. And that's when he lost his shit. Right. It's just an opportunity for outrage. They can come take my passports. They can come take anybody's passport. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They can. <laughs> if you violate the law. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I find it amusing, though, that the one article here on Huffington Post um, describes how it was actually Donald Trump who changed some of the mm-hmm. law in 2018 regarding mishandling classified documents. It was his way of going after Hillary. Because, you know, Hillary had the, the her mail, her emails, and all that bullshit. So he actually signed a change in 2018 to law to make it a felony to mishandle classified documents. And now that's that's kind of coming back and biting him in the ass, because that's like, part yeah. of the reason that they, they searched his place. Much like pleading the fifth, right? Yeah. 400-something <laughs> right. times during a civil yeah. case. Mm. But now it's because now he understands why. Right. When you, when you go after his family. It's unbelie- it's unbelievable the shit that these people will digest and just accept when he's what he says. And not even just accept, but go, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Raise their fists and be all angry about it. It's like are you listening to the words? Shit, one guy died because of this. Yeah. It's unbelievable. A couple of others have been arrested so far. So I, did we discuss the Nuclear codes last week, or was that a new thing? Sometimes I get confused when I have conversations with people versus the show. <laughs> um, I, I don't think it was necessarily nuclear codes. It was nuclear data. It wasn't even about, we don't even know if it was weapons or anything. And it was just one story in the Washington Post so far. Oh, okay. So yeah, there's been no further information. It wasn't necessarily the codes or weapons. It might have been, you know, I don't know what access he would have to information about uh, nuclear power plants, but don't know. Something, whatever it was, though, it would be something like the Saudis and the Iranians would be highly interested in, and Putin would be highly interested in, and would give you know, say, two billion dollars for, as an example. So, so we, so you, you guys are on the train that uh, that he was thinking about selling them. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It's right, the you in thing- that camp too. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know that I'm a proponent of that argument, but I wouldn't doubt it in any way. Wouldn't be surprised. I would be shocked, but not surprised. Right. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess I'm in that camp, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, though. I mean, Jared Kushner is... He's smarter than that. And he was involved in the whole Saudi deal. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of... I'm a little skeptical just because of that. If it were just up to Trump, sure. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, but isn't Kushner, like, like persona non grata now? Like, he just fucking hit the road and I'm not involved in this anymore? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, me and Ivanka are young. We might have futures in this country doing something else. <laughs> we would like to not be in jail, please. Yeah. She's like, I mean, if he gets voted back in, we'll be back. But, you know, <laughs> until then. Hedging our bets for now. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned the pleading of the fifth. That was the next article that I was going to mention. That was during his civil investigation, an investigation going on uh, in New York. Uh, the New York Attorney General is uh, has a case against him. Uh, civil investigation. And yeah, he pled the fifth more than 440 times, according to NBC News. Right. And there is a difference in a civil case. With civil case, the, the it's a preponderance of the evidence, not, you know, the, the level that they need to reach for conviction or, you know, affirmative action, whatever, in, in the court is at a lower bar. So if he pleads the fifth, you can infer from that that he's hiding something. Oh, really? Yeah. And it can also be used any, but but the problem for him though was that anything he said there could be used in in a you know in a in a in a legal battle. You know he'd actually get arrested. So I don't think he had an option but to plead the fifth. But it is going to screw him over monetarily. And this is the this was the New York case with the inflating the cost of his businesses, right? Changing the value of his properties depending on what he was trying to do, whether it was pay taxes or take out a loan, raise it for one, lower it for the other, right? Which is illegal. And I think this came from that, I, I believe, Alan Weisselberg. Mm. Uh, remember, he was him, expect- remember him? <laughs> yeah. 
He is expected to plead guilty uh, as soon as this Thursday because of, of what he did in Trump's service uh, for, for the Trump organization. They, they basically, I think they've reached a plea deal. And I think that uh, that he is expected to come out sometime Thursday, maybe maybe later in the week. But they might try to bury it late Friday. Mm. And uh, his, supposedly he he's to plead guilty this week. It's interesting. I don't know if he's pleading guilty just in a normal plea deal or if he's pleading guilty to lesser charges in return for information on right. Trump. We don't know that. I don't think. No. Yeah, I was wondering, too. I'm like, oh, did he cut a deal? <laughs> yeah. Unknown. It doesn't say. It just says a plea had been reached, so. Right. He doesn't strike uh, me as the type of person. He's been with Trump for decades. I mean, Trump will dump anybody, but I don't know. He supposedly, according to most people, remember, hold all the keys to all the safes. Yeah. So is he going to die soon and get buried in Bedminster or <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty horrible. Bury your wife. It's not like a little cemetery there, a family plot or anything. It's just, you know, it's the oh. first one of the family plot, I suppose. Well, from what Ooh. I heard, it was probably done for tax purposes. Yeah, maybe. Because I, I just if, it's, if it's classified as cemetery, they don't have to pay taxes and shit. Yeah, but you need a certain number of graves. You just can't bury one person there. Oh, so. well, I mean, I don't know New Jersey law. Maybe you just have mm. to, you know, sign a thing saying, well, I got a person buried here. It is a cemetery. <laughs> that is horrible. <laughs> Or the other theory I heard is that that casket didn't even have a body in it. It had all the nuclear secrets. <laughs> I heard all kinds of wacky shit this week. Yeah. I did like the the one theory that I saw that was uh, so, uh, tr you know, Trump was complaining that he had a rat in his in his organization. Somebody mm -hmm. contacted the authorities and told him, told them that he had this classified info or whatever, you know, they pulled they pulled during the raid. Um, the one theory was that it was Ivanka, Ivanka <laughs> that actually did this because he buried her mom on a golf course. <laughs> Disrespect my mother. You go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does feel very unclassy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Very much so. Everything about him is fake classy. Right. Yeah. But, I, but I mean, like. I mean, I, I mean, again, and I know this is probably a joke, but I was like, you know, they're like, oh, there's a big leak coming out of the Trump office. I'm like, and they're saying like, yeah, it's fucking Melania. She doesn't want to be buried in a fucking golf, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, she'll probably outlive him, but. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, and there was the other thing about, too, um, back in June when he gave back some of the boxes, his lawyer signed off and said, yep, that's all the classified. That's all the top secret. That's all of it. So the lawyer is in deep shit. And is is not supposed to do that unless he's sure that it's true. So either Trump lied to him or he is, you know, complicit in the crime. So yeah, when you say signed off on it, he actually signed an affidavit. Yeah. Like it's not like he just said, "Yep, that's it. You're no, good." No. Wait, he are we actually put his signature on an affidavit that said, "Yes, that's everything." Are we right. talking about which lawyer? There's okay. There must be more than one lawyer because I'm thinking oh, of many. the uh, the uh, former OAN host who's now his lawyer who, who couldn't even fucking handle Laura Ingram. When I believe it, yeah, I believe it's her. Her name's Cobb, I think. Oh, just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Where, and people are saying, now I'm sounding like fucking Trump. <laughs> people are saying um, <laughs> that, like, remember when uh, they were in the January 6th thing and the one lawyer was like, yeah, we had two, two lawyer teams. We had the normal ones and we had the crazy ones. Mm -hmm. And the crazy ones are the ones he all got left with, Rudy Giuliani and... Uh, What's her name? The Kraken. You know, all the right. nut jobs. That he is not even good enough even to have them anymore. That he's that like, you know, the OAN host is like a woman who got a law degree, never practiced law, and they tapped her to be the lawyer. You know, like he's got like Alex Jones level lawyers now. Yeah. <laughs> I think it I think it's Cobb. I think he just likes her because it's the it's you know, the same as Ty Cobb. She's pretty. That's probably yeah, why yeah. he likes her. Yeah, probably. And she was on the TV, so. Yeah. So you mentioned Giuliani. <laughs> Things aren't looking good for him either. <laughs> Apparently he is uh, a target of the Georgia investigation, and it, it it seems likely that criminal charges are going to be brought against him very shortly, which we all know what he did. He did it in public. Like, it's all been public knowledge for months now. So, yeah, you should charge him for all that. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Oh, I mean, he, he, yeah, 
he's in deep trouble. And one, well, um, Lindsey Graham also has to go down and testify now. Another judge told him, nope, you got to go. Really? Yep. Poor oh, by the way, her name is Bob, not Cobb. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bob. So this is from, about Giuliani, it's from uh, Frank Figliuzzi, <laughs> who was a former FBI assistant director for counterintelligence. Uh, so he, he relatively knows how the FBI works. And uh, his, he predicts that Giuliani is, uh, his options look coming forward are not good. I saw Michael Cohen on the news, and they asked him about what was going on. He goes, he goes I'm pretty sure that Giuliani is the one who's going to get thrown under the bus on this whole thing. Right. Trump's already washed his hands of him, won't pay him yeah. for any of his legal services and such. So he's already being set up as the patsy. The problem with Giuliani is that you can't believe a word that comes out of his mouth. I mean, he could turn state's evidence, but who's going to believe anything that he says? Yeah, you better <laughs> let him has... sober up for 24 hours before he runs his <laughs> mouth. <laughs> or he's got to have well, – I mean, he has a penchant for recording things and taking lots of pictures. So just, you know, it'll have to be disproven. You can't believe anything he says. He's a drunken idiot. So I'm going to move on to the news section, or basically at, at what it is this week is uh, our violence section. Mm. Wait, wait. <laughs> oh, okay. I was sneezing. I was like, oh, God, he's going to move on and I'm going to be mid-sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> um, we didn't talk about the – did you hear about um, somebody from the Trump camp try contacting Merrick Garland? Yeah. How can we and, turn down the heat? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was another people are saying thing. He's like – I've pulled the people, and they're really angry about this. <laughs> uh, what can we do? <laughs> yeah. Like, is that legal? <laughs> like, threatening the I, Attorney General of the United States? I, I yeah. riled up the mob. Hey, uh, the mob is really angry that you're doing this to me. Maybe you could back <laughs> off a little bit. Excuse me? <laughs> I was listening to Pot Save America, and they were like, you got a nice Justice Department here. Be a shame if it disappeared. <laughs> Who was That's it? pretty much where we're at. Yeah, See, pretty much. Th this is always where I fall back to. He's a fucking idiot. He is not <laughs> a smart man. <laughs> or it's just mob mentality. You know, he thinks he can just, you know, throw his weight around. He thinks he still has some kind of power in the in United States government. And to a certain extent, he does because he has the, the mob behind him. But he doesn't actually have political power at the moment. Yeah. But I mean, like, just to go... Hey, contact Merrick Garland. Here, take this note and call Merrick Garland. Right. And be like, uh, boss, uh, I guess the <laughs> Attorney General of the United States, who's currently investigating you, I don't know how legal, you know, should we be doing this? Yeah. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, sir, it sounds like a threat. Should we really be threatening him? Do it. Okay. People will die for me. You saw he's that not. guy. He showed up with a nail gun. <laughs> yeah. The sad part is he's not wrong, though. He, If all of a sudden Merrick Garland backed down, it would quiet down the, the crazies. But that's not the best thing to do, clearly. Yeah. God, of all the people to lay your life on the fucking line for. Yeah. And your political career, like all these Republicans who are like, would defund the FBI. <laughs> like, Oh, right. There was a second guy that, that well, he killed himself. He well, let, so I've got these two articles here. Okay, okay sorry. Oh, this, this, this is the violence department. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the first guy uh, rammed his car into the barricade outside the Capitol building. Uh, his car caught on fire. He got out of his car, started uh, brandishing a weapon, opening fire uh, at no one in particular. Nobody else was really hurt, and then he shot himself. Yeah. He was the only person injured, and uh, the the Capitol Police did not fire a shot. Mm. So, if this is the level of skill that you're going to send at the Capitol, <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Okay. I guess one at a time, we'll just, you know, start losing Trump supporters this way. Yeah, I yeah. feel like we're safer now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't believe the, the one guy's rationale was... It's bulletproof glass, therefore nails should go through, but bullets won't. <laughs> right. Was that the guy in Cincinnati, or yes. was that this guy? Cincinnati. It was a guy in Cincinnati. So yeah. that was the second one. A yep. uh, gunman tried to breach Cincinnati FBI, has ties to the Proud Boys on January 6th, and uh, yeah, that, that was a bit more violent. Mm. Um, he had an AR-15. Yeah, he, this is the guy with the nail gun. He had an AR-15 and a nail gun, which that, again, what? 
I, I, I still don't get the nail gun. Like, I get what you're saying, that he thought it would go through bulletproof glass, but... He thought it would break the glass, that way he could shoot into the building, I think was the, the rationale. But, what? <laughs> I mean, five minutes on the internet, there's probably a way to figure out how to do it. I mean, I don't know if maybe that's, maybe that is the going theory, is to hit it with a nail gun. Yeah. In any case, his plan failed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he died. <laughs> yeah. In a shootout with, you know, gunfire with police. So, yeah. Did not go well. I also heard that he was, like, live tweeting or something on Truth Social at the time. And he was like, eh, woke mobs coming to cancel me. Because <laughs> I tried to shoot the FBI. It never ends. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, in this case, you are going to be canceled, sir. <laughs> yeah. For life. So there was also I saw a story about there was supposed to be a big protest in front of the the FBI building in Washington D.C. But <laughs> there was a rumor on the internet that it was that it was uh, a trap, so nobody showed up. <laughs> but I think yeah, my point to this is though, and the thing that gives me a little bit of comfort there's nothing there's no big event for them to rally around. Even the you know the truckers circling Washington D.C. that kind of petered out. It was a few few crazy people. January 6th took a long time to get people organized. It takes time to get airline tickets and get a hotel and wrestle up your friends. This is not – we'll see it coming next time and maybe we'll be ready. Well, I mean, even the – you know, when everyone was like, oh, my God, they're they're rallying around Trump at Mar-a-Lago. Apparently, it was like 15 people. Right. It was not a lot. Yeah. Like, it was no big deal. Right. But depending on where you place the camera, you can make that look like, you know, Well, I mean – but blame the media for that. They positioned the camera in such a way to make it look like a huge crowd, whoop, hooping and hollering when it was, you know, it was not that much. But the media, but, it's not a big story then if you if you don't show the truth. True. But the FBI and Department of Homeland Security have issued bulletins mm. last week. Uh, they are expecting spikes in, in threats to law enforcement, federal law enforcement, um, to, yeah. to continue and increase. So it'll just be sporadic, not... What we've yeah. seen in the past. It'll be this kind of thing. You know, we're talking about in D.C. and Cincinnati. Back to no blue. It's the party of back to blue. No. What was I it? Bobert said defund the FBI? Not just her. Idiot. A whole bunch of them. Yeah. yeah Green did. Yeah. I, think Lin- I mean, even like Lindsey Graham and all them, I think they were opening their mouths. And it's funny because uh, then this week they decided to kind of scale it back a little bit. Because mm. uh, I heard like Dan Crenshaw was like, Said to Marjorie Taylor Greene, would you shut the fuck up? Like, <laughs> defund the FBI, really? Like, I know we came hot out of the gate on this one. Mm. Well, there's got to be a lot of fear as to what Trump had in his safe. I mean, what did he have down there? And is it so bad? Well, is there anything Is there anything bad enough that the Trumpers would stop following him? No. No, they just yeah. don't want him to go to jail. I, right. I, I don't even, I, again, and this has been brought up in multiple places that I watched too, they're like, is this not the best opportunity to just dump this fucker mm. and and back Ron DeSantis? Who Except has the the 30% of the Republican Party would turn on them wickedly. Because I don't know. Then you gotta suffer four more years or you're gonna be stuck with this guy. Well, I guess forever. I guess if he gets yeah. in, they'll probably figure something out. But like I don't understand like why is Mitch like even if Mitch I mean listen. I don't care how many of these fucking mouth breathers are <laughs> crazy for Trump. They can weather that storm, in my mm. opinion. Like, and just be like, we're done. We're officially done with this guy. I mean, it's every fucking week they yeah. got to bend themselves in the fucking pretzels to defend him on some bullshit. On something he yeah. contradicted. On the fucking pleading the fifth. On the fucking taking home documents, which is the whole basis of his 2016 campaign. I think the uh, the elections today in Wyoming will answer the question for a lot of those Republicans. If Liz Cheney does as badly as she's projected to, they will continue to follow him because it means their livelihood and well, their political power. I mean, I, I and there's probably some truth to that, but I do also feel like when Trump picks his enemies l- with, lately with these primaries, it's been a toss up each time, fifty fifty. Mm. Yeah, you know, true. I mean, Liz Cheney's got way more light on her than any other person on that list. Right, because of the January 6th committee, yeah. Right. So, I mean, I'm fully expecting her to lose. <laughs> yeah. But it, but again, that's because on the media I see, they always just talk to a Trump supporter who's like, oh no. 
Liz doesn't speak for Wyoming's. Right. Well, I bet that they talk to the Democrats that have changed parties so they can vote for not Liz. <laughs> right. So yeah, I have uh, I have the New York Times open checking it out. There is no results at this point, but um, it doesn't start until what is it? Nine p.m. Wyoming time. So nine p.m. Eastern time. It, uh, oh, is I, it I, Eastern time? I, okay, I believe so. Yeah. So no results yet, mm. but that is definitely something to keep an eye on. All right, do you have anything more? Do we have anything more about Trump and the related violence? Because I was going to shift gears. I, we're still on violence, but uh, <laughs> uh, if we didn't have anything more, I wanted to to bring up Salman Rushdie, mm. um, who was speaking at an event this last Friday and was stabbed, was attacked from the audience, and was stabbed multiple times in the torso and head. Looks like he will likely lose one eye. I have not heard anything oh, about I, that in particular. Damn, I didn't yeah. do that. Uh, uh, the nerves in his arm were severed, and his liver was damaged. Um, he is in the hospital and recovering. He has had, from my understanding, he's had at least a couple surgeries. So, I mean, he survived, which is which is good. But I mean, really, as as stated by the you know friendly a- atheist here, Heaven Meta, the th- this is really an attack on free speech, mm. and strangely enough. That attack is still succeeding. And I, the reason I say that is because, like, some of the religious leaders in the U.S. did not mention about the, the fatwa against Salman Rushdie because of satanic verses on his stabbing. They mentioned that, well, you know, he's done a lot of things to piss people off. <laughs> they made excuses for the attacker. I mean, the, the problem is siding with Salman. I mean, they have, so far, the fatwa has killed... What is it? Killed two people that um, translated the satanic verses into other languages. The only thing these mm-hmm. people had in common with Salman Rushdie was that they translated his work and they were killed. So I don't blame people from, for you know, walking around this carefully. There's crazy people out there. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't blame people for it. But at the same time, you can't. It I, won't I, get I, better I, until we don't. Confront right. Yeah. Exactly. That, yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, agreed. Well, I mean, and it's funny, too, because the narrative that I've seen around it is not even free speech that they're going, you know, was there enough security for him? Is that how this happened? And it's a question of security and protecting people. And I feel like no one's going, hey, you know, some Muslims be fucking crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, how, I, I mean, mean this is a fatwa from the 1980s. I know. It's been so long. I mean, like, even he at this point was probably like, come on. You know, he was in hiding for years and years and years. And he yeah. recently, I mean, in the past, I don't know, 10 years or so, he's come out and said, I think it's okay for me to come out in public now. And maybe not. Yeah. Well, in, in 2019, it was clearly not. In 2019, yeah. the Ayatollah Saeed Ali Khamenei, uh, the supreme leader of Iran, said that uh, the fatwa was solid and irrevocable. Mm. So it's still there hanging over his head constantly. Right. And that's that has to be the reason that this happened. I mean, I, I can't imagine. They haven't said what the motivation of the- And all this is the, be- really because he wrote a fan fiction about yeah. Muhammad. Yep. That, that's it. I mean, he, he wrote a story not based on reality. It was a fiction story. It was just, uh, uh, like I said, it's basically fan fiction <laughs> about Muhammad. Right. And it was decreed as blasphemous because it portrayed Muhammad in a way that, uh, well, just because it portrayed Muhammad doesn't really matter how. Right. Right. Outside of the Quran. So it was blasphemous. Yeah. I mean, do you? Th- I always felt like they made a bigger deal out of this one because it got so much publicity, you know, and it's like, we never got him. And we got yeah, it. It only got so much publicity because they put a fatwa out on him and talked about it. And, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, but even, but, just, it, but as a kid, I knew what, I knew who Salman Rushdie was and what was going right? on. You know, that's crazy. You know, I didn't know exactly what was going on. I was like, oh, I hear some people want to kill that guy for some reason. Because <laughs> he wrote a novel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit on the unreasonable side here. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, just, it's just the, the, the idea that we're still tolerating this quote unquote religion of peace. Mm. Like, and, and I'm not saying that, that Islam should be eradicated. No, of course not. I'm not saying that I would be against that, <laughs> but it, 
the idea that I have a religion, therefore I can be violent against people, it, it's the same thing as what's going on all across the U.S. of I have a religion, and therefore I can make you do what I want you to do. Yeah. It's, it's, yep. We need to stop it. Like, it's the same mentality of, well, we have to respect religion. No, we don't. No. It's, it's bullshit. People speaking to a, an invisible sky daddy that they have no proof exists, and we're letting them direct our our laws and the way we live. Yeah, yeah. and somebody lost their life because of some bullshit. Well, you know, it, not in Salmon's case, but, you yeah. know, like, because of something you believe in that is not true. Right. <laughs> like, there's another st- – I, I don't know how long ago this happened, but I just recently heard about it, about a father who – I think it was an Indian father – might have killed his two daughters because he didn't like that they were dating white people. Yeah. And Honor killings. That happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. but it happened in the United States. <laughs> well, you know, less common, but... Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm just like, wow, snuffed out two teenagers because of uh, <laughs> because of a Bronze Age belief. Gotcha. Yeah, because they were Americanized. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it is. And the... the I mean, it's it's bad enough that there are religions that are not yet up to the 21st century, but we've got the one in this country that is reverting to the you know, the 14th century purposefully. Well, it gets yeah. clicks. Yeah. Yes, he was great. She was married to her for a while. Salman Rushdie was married to Padma Lakshmi. Lak- Lakshmi? Lakshmi. Lakshmi, yes. Huh. That seems an odd match, but okay. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> So, best case scenario, what I'm hoping for is he gets out of the hospital and he goes out and he speaks more. Show show off the scars and, mm. and say that, you know, free speech can't be stopped, no matter what your silly beliefs are. From what little I know of him, I imagine that's what he will do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's been speaking publicly, even though there are a lot of people who want to kill him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't imagine. I mean, I, I think he'll probably get more security now, but it's not going to slow him down. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move over to Afghanistan. It's Ugh. somehow strangely similar. Um, Afghanistan is now in complete under complete control by the Taliban. Um, several things have happened since we pulled out. Uh, first off, the Al Qaeda chief was found and assassinated in Kabul. So that's uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a good thing. But at the same time, this is a – it was an attack against an enemy of the United States on foreign land. Like, we didn't schedule this with the Taliban. We yeah. did not okay this with them. So there's a political impact there. There was a devastating earthquake uh, at the Pakistan border that killed a 1,000 people and an additional 1,500 suffered injuries. This is a was a huge humanitarian hit. And then the humanitarian crisis just in general – um, most, 95% of Afghans are believed to be living under the poverty line in that country. Oof. Economy is in complete tatters, and of course, because it's the Taliban, gender inequality is, I mean, it's, <laughs> the idea of gender equality isn't even a thing. Like, it's, no. it's barbaric, uh, what their beliefs are. So, what, uh, the, the main reason that I bring this up is, one, people in Afghanistan are suffering. And it's it is horrendous. But I don't know if you guys watched uh, John Oliver this weekend. No, not yet. Mm. Well, he talks about Afghanistan and how the the United States froze a bunch of funding for Afghanistan, including humanitarian aid, because they don't want the money going to the Taliban. And the argument is, well, we need to help these people. There are millions of people suffering. We can't just withhold it just in case a few dollars goes to the Taliban. And this is one of the rare times when I really have a bone to pick with John Oliver because I totally disagree with that. Even if, let's say, best case scenario, you're able to send in relief, humanitarian relief, get the population stable, get the economy stable, and help everyone. You're helping you are, the Taliban. You, you now have a completely, solidly stabilized, sovereign nation that hates you and we know backs terrorists. Right. Also, could so, you imagine the optics on that? Right. Joe funded. Sure. Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe funded. <laughs> Joe Biden funds <laughs> the Taliban. <laughs> yeah, that would be. I mean, it would be p- bad politically. That's yeah. the least of my concerns. But right. well, it's, it's bad morally because if you help the country, it only makes the Taliban stronger. 
Now, not that I want people to starve to death, because obviously I don't, but there's no winning in this situation. But it was an undertone in, in the John Oliver story, and it's something that Noam Chomsky is regular on, is that the U.S. is the devil in this because mm. it's our fault. We're withholding funds. We pulled out all the troops that were keeping things safe. It's all our fault. And I'm sorry, bullshit. Mm. I think the Taliban has a little bit of responsibility here, considering they took over the government. It's supposed to be their responsibility to help the people. Right. They wanted the they wanted the control back. Now they have it. Let's see what you're gonna do with it. Oh, you oh and everybody's suffering. Weird. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. God, are we? Are we case, just that gonna, was my rant on the on the Afghanistan. Are we just gonna be tied to this fucking country forever? Like. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be blamed for everything bad that happens there for the next fifty years. <sighs> I mean, if we would have never put troops in there, we could have just. Blame the Russians for sure. for the state. Yeah. But now that we were the last ones there, yeah, we're to blame. That seems to be the case. And don't get me wrong. I am not a, a, you know, the United States is always right kind of guy. But at the same time, let, let's really look at where, where the suffering is coming from. Mm. I mean, the only real solution is for a you know, international UN-based relief effort that is that is not related to the United States, but is related to, you know, just the world humanitarian organizations. That's the only thing that works. And even that still just supports the Taliban because it only makes them stronger if people aren't starving to death in their country. But I, there's no good answer to this. So do you let people starve or not let people starve? Yeah, but also, like, I'm even trying to figure out the logistics of this. I mean, how do you know where that money is going to go? Who do you hand that money to? Well, that's the thing. You can't give them money. You have to just give them food. Okay, so but, supplies. Do, but who do you do? You go to town to town, or do you? Yeah. yeah. Or I mean, like, pretty much. You you would you would the, the only way that it would work is if the U.S. released that funds and a U.N. group mm. flew used the funds to fly in food and and medicine and and the support that the people need but directly. The, but the Taliban would not allow that though because it makes them look weak. I bet you. Yeah, that's going to say it. They're going to uh, uh, be allowed to do that. Yeah, I don't seems know. Un- seems unlikely. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no winning in, in that. It's exactly what Karen said. Yeah, it's a horrible situation, and it's a horrible situation that started. I mean, when did Russia invade? It's the 80s, wasn't Back it? The, something like that. Yeah. Maybe the 70s. I mean, it, it was a horrifically poor nation before that, but wow, it's gotten worse. All right, I just had. I wanted to rant about Afghanistan for a little bit. Mm. Yeah, you fired up on that shit. Watch out, John yeah. Oliver. Stop stealing from our show. <laughs> I think Karen's heard it twice now because I actually paused the show in order to rant a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I get I, the whole Noam Chomsky is part of the problem. He always finds the way to blame the U.S. for stuff, and and it just it, it irritates me. Like he's right on so many things, and yet when it comes to to foreign affairs stuff, he just he he seems to only take one point of view. Yeah. Mm. All right. I am ready to move on to my list of religious nonsense for this week. Yeah. Oh, goody. (laughs) Um, So the first one that I have, this was an article, um, an essay in the New York Times entitled, New York's Hottest Club (laughs) is the Catholic Church. That seems unlikely. (laughs) And this, of course, is a play on the uh, uh, Stefan SNL bit. (laughs) Wow, how timely. (laughs) <laughs> so I wrote a Stefan intro to New York's Hottest Club. Okay. <laughs> if you're ordinary and you love sleep-inducing gospel music, I've just the place for you. New York's hottest club is the Catholic Church. Built in an upside-down world, this haunted hospice was closed when the inspectors found a sexy form of asbestos that could cause the disease misohorniomia. <laughs> <laughs> this place has everything. Young popes, old popes. Roman J. Israel Esquire. <laughs> but avoid the dance floor on Wednesdays when a dozen Dachshunds and Corgis get in for free. They call it long and low night. <laughs> nice. Anyway, a lot of that was from Stefan. Mm. This article <laughs> is basically encouraging people, especially young people, the best place to go hang out is the Catholic Church. Mm. I don't know. You young folks should probably stay away from the Catholics. They're a little dangerous. Well, as we know, all the young folks are reading the New York Times on a daily basis. <laughs> I need a fucking break. Good point. What? Wow. What is the point of this? One, we know it's not true. 
No. Right. So clearly. I mean, is is it an article or an, or an editorial? I wasn't listening. Guess it was essay. an essay. An essay. What the hell is the difference there? It's like an editorial. Right. It's opinion. It's opinion. Opinion piece. And did, I mean, like, I, did you read the article, Ray? The original one? No, I, I, I read pieces of it, and it basically, to, what I got out of it was, it was an article saying, look, young people are doing this. But it seemed to me, again, like the way that Trump says, well, people are saying. Right. Mm. It's the same type of thing. This essay was like, well, young people are doing this. You should go do it, too. Uh-huh. Trying to make it seem cool. I mean, that's my take on it. But. Yeah. But it made it onto uh, Friendly Atheist website because it's it's a little ridiculous. Like, really? You think young people are driven to the church because it's the hottest place to be? <laughs> I don't no. know if you've ever been in a Catholic church, but no, it isn't. Or <laughs> spoken to anybody under 25. Do you know what these kids are doing? They're doing weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing drugs I never heard of. You ever done a dab, Ray? You ever done a dab in your time? Do you even know what it is? <laughs> No, uh, only the dance move dabbing, and no, I have never done. Nope, that. it's a, it's. I don't. <laughs> listen, I've seen people do it on camera. I've heard people talk about it to me. I'm not exactly sure what it is. I know there's a weird contraption involved. Maybe it's a form of marijuana. I don't know, but you smoke it like out of a futuristic crack pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Grinch is probably laughing okay. his ass off right now at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's marijuana. Oh, okay. okay. It's a process of using a form of the drug called a dab. Oh, it's hash. Oh, I know what hash okay. is. <laughs> well, they changed the name of it, Karen, and you didn't know that because you, like me, are an old person. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Just call it hash. Yeah, it's it's basically it's distilled and concentrated marijuana. All right, all right, I get that. Sure. Are they doing that at the church? Yeah, can they get that <laughs> at the church? That's, exactly. <laughs> Isn't that what they put in the aspergillus? Is it marijuana? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you're luring me back. <laughs> I mean, are they handing out vape pens when you walk into the church, or what's going on? <laughs> Actually, I believe the aspergillus is uh, used for holy water, the sprinkling oh. of holy water. The the I think it's a sensor, is what a they sensor. call the uh, incense burning, whatever. In are you using air quotes, incense? <laughs> Well, I think normally in the Catholic Church, it is an incense-burning device, but... Probably. That'd get the kids I, coming in. <laughs> yeah, it would. I don't think that's what they're doing. Uh, next, religious nonsense. Back to Ken Ham. Ooh. The creationists are at it again. This time, they are suing... Well, again, they are suing their insurers. So they have insurance that they had previously <laughs> sued because the insurance wasn't going to cover the... Water damage from heavy rains to their ark. <laughs> Come on, this has got to be fucking made up. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, they actually did. They had water damage from heavy rains in Kentucky that damaged their ark, which is supposed to be the exact simulation of the ark that Noah was in, which is just a fictional story. Mm. But this time they're suing because they're saying that they did not get all the money they should have from the COVID uh, incidents. They were closed due to COVID for a long time, and sure. they want the money for it from their insurance company. And the insurance company already gave them a whole crap ton of money, but they mm. want more. $45 million. They want $45 million. Wow. <laughs> Good Lord, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they can justify that that's how much money they lost for being closed? Oh. Yeah, I'd like to see them justify that. Seriously. Not a chance. <laughs> the water hurt their boat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one just killed me. Yeah. Well, they'll, they won't be able to get another insurance company. They'll get dropped and be sans insurance then. Good luck. I <laughs> hope it doesn't rain anymore. Yeah. Uh, next, over to Rick Wiles. He is a host of a racist, anti-Semitic, Christian media outlet, True News. Uh, he went on a rant about the uh, meatless burgers. <laughs> he believes that the Democrats are going to be putting, not just in fast food, where you can get, uh, what what is it called at Burger King? The ultimate burger? Impossible or? burger. Yeah. Impossible, Impossible burger. burger. Yeah. That's what it is. But he says that not just in fast food, but in grocery stores, when you buy your steak, they're selling you fake hamburger, fake steak, 
and you won't know that it was grown in a corporation's laboratory, he says that eventually this fake meat will rewrite your DNA and you <laughs> will no longer be able to be saved because your DNA will no longer be human. Wait, hold up. <laughs> You're saying if you get your DNA modified, you can't be saved by God? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why? Because you're no longer human. Well, what are you? Oh. You're just some kind of... God hates mutants? Are we living in in the Marvel world? (laughs) Well, apparently, when you change your DNA, you lose your soul, according to him. Yeah. That's not a forgivable sin? You can't just, you know, tithe and say you're sorry? You didn't do it on purpose? (laughs) Uh, Also, isn't God smart enough to just figure this out on his own? Be like, well, that person ate a burger. They were unsuspecting. They're still human in my eyes. But does he have some? He says <laughs> he says that God is an environmentalist. Oh, he takes wow. this thing very seriously. He created this planet, this universe, and he's watching all these Luciferians destroy the planet, destroy the animal kingdom, destroy the kingdom of God. They want to change human DA so that you cannot be born again. That is what they're doing. Uh huh. I I my only comment is, my God, does he have resting bitch face? <laughs> <laughs> Again, (laughs) does God a dummy or just got some real hard lines on some rules? Like he's all knowing, right? And all powerful. So why punish somebody for making a mistake? An an accidental mistake. Right. That somebody else created. Why not just punish all the people who made the meatless burger that apparently rewrites your DNA to make you a mutant? Right. Well, he's going with the the, uh, the same Noah story, though. God killed all the humans except for for Noah and his family because they were all doing it wrong. And and God was disappointed and was regretting even creating the human race. God's a very strong environmentalist because (laughs) the, the humans were destroying his planet. So he wiped out the humans. The infants, the children, the innocent, the guilty, all of them. Yeah, guilt and innocence doesn't matter. Mm. What made Noah so fucking special? Uh, he prayed better. <laughs> yeah, he was the only one that truly believed. Mm. Wow. No. I got nothing, I, man. Well, uh-huh. yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Again, I'm just going to say in uh, in regards to Rick Wiles, is that his name? Yeah. 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 This is all political. He doesn't believe any of this shit. This is all part of... Uh, Hate Democrats, getting, hate liberals, hate wokeism, exactly. hate fucking this and that. I mean, right. getting clicks. Yeah, it's like, really, dude. Like, and again, I just hope if there's one person that just would say to him, "What? Where'd you get this info from? Did God dial this one into you? Like, what are you? Where are you coming up with this shit? Like, does anybody in the ch- in these churches have rational thought? No. Okay. No, they don't. <laughs> well, if they Otherwise, do, they, they keep it to there. themselves. I think. Well, no, they wouldn't be there if they did. How could you, you know, listen to this craziness and go, "Yep, here's my, you know, ten percent of my salary." <laughs> yeah, or he lays this one out, and they go, "Oh, well, I mean, he, <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to ask where you got that info from. I'm just going to take it to heart." Yeah. No. Like I just, and again, this is kind of off topic, but. I was talking to my crazy, crazy Republican friend the other day, Mm. and we were on the right path together for a minute, for one minute, Mm. and then we were off track. And the one (laughs) minute we were on track was we were both discussing how that American healthcare system is a fucking travesty, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. And we were talking about insurance companies and how they jack up prices and how it's better in other countries. And I was like, hey, here's something we can get behind. And then yeah. he lays on me, yeah, and if you're in New York City, all you have to do is be from a different country, and they just give you free health care and give you free medicines and stuff like that. And I'm like, what? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> right? He goes, yeah, if you just walk in there and say you're from, you know, Mexico or wherever, they just give you free health care. And he goes, that's fucking – and it drives up the cost for us citizens. And I stop and I go, again, here's where that rational thought goes. And I go, why would they do that? And he's like, what do you mean? I go, why would they give people who are not citizens free health care? Why? Mm. Well, it's kind of it's kind of true. You, uh, you cannot refuse to care for somebody that shows up in your ER. Right. So but that's not what he was saying. Right. So he took a kernel of truth and 
blew it out of proportion. But yes, but in the same token, I can go to the hospital and get health care in the case of a broken arm or whatever and not yeah. pay them. Like, you know, I mean, I, I so so if a, if a person who's not a citizen comes to the ER with a life-threatening injury that they have to fix, they don't they must write a bill up for the person. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like they just go, oh, you're from Guadalajara? Honduras. Oh, well, <laughs> welcome to the private suite, sir. No bill for you. No, they don't. No, you get a bill. I, you know, well, it's the same thing that happens to everybody in this country that doesn't have insurance. You break your arm, you go to the hospital, they give you a bill, you pay it or don't pay it. That depends on your particular means and the availability of funds. Right. And for all the people that don't pay it, regardless of their, you know, who they are, yeah, we get to eat the 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 cost of that. That's the socialized part of our system, except that we don't have a say in it, and it's unevenly distributed. Regardless, I didn't want to get into discussion about the healthcare system. It was yeah. more the just please, people, ask follow up questions when people tell you dumb shit. <laughs> it's all masked. Right. Yeah. Why? Why would they do that? That's usually the good follow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ask questions. This is also yeah. the same person that told me a year and a half, two years ago, that hospitals are inflating COVID numbers because they get $14,200 per COVID patient. Mm. And again, I go, why? And who's paying them that money? <laughs> like, Right. Where's that money coming from? Why would you? Oh, you know. You know, Jared, who's paying them. And I'm like, who? He's like, the drug companies. I'm like, they're paying $14,000 per patient that claims that the hospital claims has COVID. Why would the drug companies pay the hospitals? So they can make the vaccine. Which none of us paid for. <laughs> Not exactly sure. He had backup on that one, too, from another person. Wow. Karen, I gotta stop living with my head in the sand. Uh-huh. You know? There's some deep thinkers you're dealing with gotta there. Gotta open my eyes to, to what's going on no. in the world. <sighs> wow. That's what I deal with when you all go to bed at night. <laughs> well, I do wish you luck. <laughs> All right, my next religious nonsense. Uh, here's an example of good Christian love. Uh, there's a kindergartner. She took pre-K classes at the school. Um, she lost, had lost both of her parents. Hmm. Her biological parents are both dead. Father dying in an industrial accident in 2020. Her adoption became official earlier this month. But because she was adopted by two lesbians... She is no longer going to be allowed to go to kindergarten. Wow. Lovely. It's like she had nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, no, wait. Do I have the rules right? Do adopted children get to pick their own parents? I'm going to have to think no. on that. You sure? Yeah, positive. Okay. Well, except if you're like in your late teens. <laughs> that poor kid. Is that her? Yeah, that's a little girl. Yeah. What a little cutie pie. Wow, that is some awful fucking shit, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just Wow. So that that's uh, that's the kind of type of Christian love you get from the uh, Bible Baptist Academy. If you're a child and your newly adopted parents are gay or lesbian, you you can seek education elsewhere. What a bunch of assholes! Yeah, seriously. Hey, that that's wow. that's how Jesus would have done it. Right, <laughs> I'm sure. Over in Kansas, uh, this is actually an interesting thing. Kansas school board has repealed their ban on Satanism in their dress code. Mm -hmm. So as it turns out, their dress code included uh, restricted items or items of apparel that are considered distracting, unsafe, offensive, revealing, or suggestive, direct or indirect reference to alcohol, drugs, sex, profanity, gang affiliation, Satanism, tobacco, etc., so these items were strictly verboten. Um, a mother at one of the school board meetings stood up and said, I raise my children according to the seven tenets of Satanism. And uh, while other children of other faiths can wear any clothing that declares their family's religion, my family's faith is specific specifically called out and banned in the school's handbook dress code. Uh, mm. This is bigotry and is... Uh, uh, Illegal. Uh, well, yeah, it's it's offensive to to me and my children, and it is illegal. Got him. Um, the <laughs> the board came back and went, all right. You know what? We're just not going to fight this legal battle. So yeah, we're going to remove the Satanism stuff 
Instead of just banning all religious t-shirts and making it equal across the board, they're like, we're not giving up our shirts. You can have yours, too. That's how badly we want ours. (laughs) So the original vote, they voted five to two to keep the ban on Satanism after that. But then the Freedom from Religion Foundation came after them and sent them a letter and said, hey, here are the legal fights you're, uh, you're going to be facing. We've got lawyers. We're coming for you. Strangely, that vote went from a five to two uh, uh, to ban Satanism to a six to one to repeal the Satanist ban. Nice. When their money was threatened. God, I'll understand. <laughs> He's understanding when it comes to money like this. When it comes to meatless burgers. Being decent people. Yeah, he's got... To being decent human beings, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, because they were ready to do it. But when they found out they were going to have litigation costs, he was like, God's like, I'm going to let this one slide, guys. <laughs> Don't you dare serve meatless burgers in that cafeteria, though, because no. none of those right. children will be saved once their DNA is rewritten. Right. Uh, <laughs> similarly, over in Fargo, uh, a Fargo school board decided to uh, stop doing the Pledge of Allegiance at their meetings. Uh, why? Because, as uh, as was stated by the school board, Given that the word God in the text of the Pledge of Allegiance is capitalized, the text is clearly referring to the Judeo-Christian God and therefore does not include any other faiths, such as Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, all of which are practiced by our staff and students. Even atheists and agnostics are excluded from the pledge. And and he said that this is a non-inclusionary act. So they voted 7-2 to to rescind the pledge recitation at the beginnings of their meetings. Wow. This this happened in North Dakota? Yeah. Huh. There you go. That's Fargo, yeah. North Dakota. Jeez. Wow. I'm impressed. Go Fargo. What's all this positive news, Ray? Um <laughs> I had to throw a few things in here at the end. I didn't know how negative all this was gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean uh, also I, I kinda the whole Pledge of Allegiance thing is just weird. Pledge allegiance to the flag. Yeah, you really don't think about it till you can become an adult. Yeah. Right? And then you're just brainwashed with it. And But if you actually think about it, the, the whole pledging allegiance to a flag. It's weird. Like, it's it's strange. It's nationalism without thought is very odd and should mm. really be questioned. Uh, it's even weirder when you, because you're like, if you saw this in another country, you'd be like, those fucking idiots. What are they doing? <laughs> you know, like in like North Korea True. or something. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> hey, we do that too. Every day at the beginning of school. Luckily, over the speakers. Yeah, luckily, by around like first grade or second grade, I started to just not that I was making any kind of political stand, but I was like, oh, if I just sit here with my hand on my heart and don't do anything, nobody says anything to me. So <laughs> I would just, mm. or I would just mouth it and not really say it. Oh, I, I used to say it. I would just skip the under God part. Even as a kid? Just leave that part out. Yeah. God, you. Well, it's like middle school. By middle school, I'm like, oh, wait a second. They're talking about that God. I'm out. <laughs> I'll just skip that bit. <laughs> you guys are atheists through and through, you two. Well, no, because when you were doing that, Ray was a Quaker, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. He was using the capital G back then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The last thing that I've got, I thought this article was interesting. I certainly... am not going to go through all of them because there are many listed in here. However... There was a call by Carlos A. Rodriguez uh, for the worst church service ever attended. Mm. And he got a bunch of responses. And this is, again, on the Friendly Atheist website, uh, if you want to go see them all. But this was examples of the worst church service you had ever attended. Just a few examples. Um, the vi- a visiting preacher to the church was lamenting during church or dying churches. He was lamenting the fact that churches were dying off and said it would be better if the people in them just died and <laughs> gave them, gave all their money to the, the church so that they could go on doing greater things. <laughs> this was said during a church service. Wow. <laughs> uh, one pastor talking about being a godly woman, he said, and I say to my daughter, see that woman over there, the one in the tight skirt, she's a slut. A godly woman doesn't dress like that. Wow. Uh, how about a pastor who had a vision that God said that he was going to get $5,000 that morning in the collection plate? Plate was passed. There was not enough money. They passed it again. Still no $5,000. The doors of the church were locked and no one was allowed to leave until they obeyed the Lord and gave him $5,000. What? Wow. <laughs> <Yep>. What? <laughs> oh. 
that is audacious. <laughs> God said, you give me $5,000 or else. <laughs> I'd start taking money out of the plate. Oh. How much did he make? <laughs> 5000 <laughs> On the fifth go-round. <laughs> wow. So Amazing. I, I can tell a quick story. I was, I've been in a, a number of Catholic uh, funerals. The one really good one, they talked about how the, the life of the person was all about the, the, the you know, the, the dash in between the, the year of birth and the year of death. And that's the important part is how you live your life and the people that you know. And it was very nice. It was a nice service. The bad service was they didn't, I think, mention the person that died. It was all about God and sin and redemption and um, nothing about the person that had actually died. So, yeah, that that was pretty horrific. Oh, God. Everybody I, was, you know. I really thought you were going to tell me at the end they were like, and I'm not burying this guy till you all give me $5,000. <laughs> no, just an example of a, of a Catholic wedding, or sorry, Catholic funeral where they actually talked about the person that died and the very many of them that they don't even mention the person because it's irrelevant. I haven't been to many funerals. I just assumed that that went on at every funeral that they talked about the person. You tell me normally they don't? Non-Catholic, no. Really? Not in Catholic funerals, they don't. <laughs> nope. It's so odd. Because that's, Yeah. That's not the important part. The important part is, you know, how you need to remember to turn your face towards God. Otherwise, you won't be able to get, you know, buried in the, in the churchyard or out back because you're a sinner. And don't eat meatless burgers because this fucker is not going <laughs> to heaven. I caught him yep. with an impossible burger wrapper in his car. Yeah. I want to share another one of these that was in this webpage. Uh, the woman says that her first pastor was known for his extremely energetic sermons they would only last about 10 minutes, but they were so energetic. We found out that he was doing coke in his office during the sing selections. When he came out, his beard, his, his mustache was salt and pepper, but his hair was actually black as night. Wow. Nice. This dude would do coke and then come out and give a fire brimstone sermon. That's my kind of church, man. <laughs> <laughs> 10 minutes in and out. Yeah, 10 minutes. <laughs> I, I might have been a believer. <laughs> I, what turned me off to religion might have been the... The babysitters who I used to go to drag me to church every Sunday and me being bored off my ass for an hour. <laughs> I was like, no God would do this to somebody. <laughs> this yeah. is horrible. I like the last one in this article. A chapel service led by Dinesh D'Souza. Did I say more? Oh, jeez. Yeesh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all I've got this week. Uh, you guys have anything else? No. Um, just, uh, if you're in Pennsylvania, follow Fetterman, because right now he is on a fantastic roll. <laughs> Do you want to explain Highly why? Highly amusing. Sure. Well, Dr. Oz went to Wegner's supermarket, which is not a thing, <laughs> and talked about his crudité board, which I like, uh, his what now? Ooh. It's a veggie tray, evidently, just a French fancy word. For dipping. And about- For dipping. I believe that's <laughs> what- <laughs> Crudite, yeah. yeah. So yeah, he, he made an ad about how it was so expensive to buy vegetables at the Wegners, which, again, is not a supermarket in Pennsylvania. And uh, Fetterman was like, you do, uh, do you mean veggie tray? They're like six ninety nine, <laughs> And he's just rolling with it. It's fantastic. He's got stickers. He's got everything. Yeah. Let them eat crudite. Let them eat crudite. Also, Dr. Oz, <laughs> you disgusting heathen. You just pick up your groceries mm. with your bare hands like that. You don't use a... a- a bag a or bag. A, a plastic, what do you call it? I'm yeah. losing my brain. <laughs> <laughs> bag. What is that plastic cart thing? Oh, like a oh, hand cart? Yeah, I guess is like a hand cart. Yeah. I don't know what else they're called. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, raw asparagus, too. Who eats raw asparagus? That is gross. <laughs> anyway, Oz is a, a carpetbagger from New Jersey. Send him home. All right, so real quick at the end here, uh, we are getting some reports from Wyoming. 10% reported. Liz Cheney is way behind, 34 mm. points behind. Oof. Now, it's only 10%, but... Not a good sign, though. I, and I don't know the layout of Wyoming, like where... It's pretty empty from where what I understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cheyenne, the county that Cheyenne is in, Laramie County, is not reporting yet. So that's going to be the a huge amount of the people. Yeah. Most of Wyoming is empty. So. so it's not looking good, but really early. So we'll keep an eye on it. And okay. there's, there's also oh. Alaska returns coming in tonight, but they won't start until midnight Eastern. So we won't know until tomorrow. Right. Uh, Alaska is important because... She's back, baby! <laughs> Sarah Palin. She wants to be the rep the singular representative from Alaska. And also Lisa Murkowski is up for the yeah. Senate as well. 
I saw a little brief thing with Sarah Palin. She's bringing back all her old hits, man. She's doing Drill Baby Drill and uh, <laughs> Soccer Moms and the lipstick joke. She's got nothing to do. Yeah. It she's worked got, so well the first time. Yeah. She's got budget handlers nowadays, so. <laughs> Alrighty. I think that's all we're going to have for this week. Yep. Uh, I want to thank our patrons for supporting the podcast, especially uh, Grinch and Heston Kixon, who joined us tonight. Uh, do enjoy the feedback that you guys provide. Uh, if you would like to support the podcast, you can sign up on our Patreon page and join us as we record live on Discord. Uh, if you can't do that, you can share the podcast on social media to help support it or leave a review for us uh, wherever you happen to listen. If you want to contact us, you can on our Facebook page or tweet at ProfaneArg. Also, I'd like to encourage you to check out the other podcasts on the soon-to-be-named network. Soon-to-be-named-network.com will get you to all of the available podcasts there. Uh, again, I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you. Good night.